This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. The digital age commodifies our attention often without us realizing it. How can we open our eyes to the resulting dangers and the damage that can happen to our souls? Keep listening to find out more about Jay Kim's Analog Christian, a follow-up to his previous book, Analog Church. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. To get in the word with truth's table. Presented by Inner Varsity Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. Psalm chapter 59. For the music director, according to the Al-Tashek style, a prayer of David, written when Saul sent men to surround his house and murder him. Deliver me from my enemies, my God. Protect me from those who attack me. Deliver me from evildoers. Rescue me from violent men. For look, they wait to ambush me. Powerful men stalk me, but not because I have rebelled or sinned, O Lord. Though I have done nothing wrong, they are anxious to attack. Spring into action and help me. Take notice of me. You, O Lord God of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, rouse yourself and punish all the nations. Have no mercy on any treacherous evildoers. Selah. They return in the evening. They growl like dogs and prowl around outside the city. Look, they hurl insults at me and openly threaten to kill me. For they say, who hears? But you, O Lord, laugh in disgust at them. You taunt all the nations. You are my source of strength. I will wait for you. For God is my refuge. The God who loves me will help me. God will enable me to triumph over my enemies. Do not strike them dead suddenly, because then my people might forget the lesson. Use your power to make them homeless vagabonds, and then bring them down. O Lord who shields us. They speak sinful words, so let them be trapped by their own pride and by the curses and lies they speak. Angrily wipe them out. Wipe them out so they vanish. Let them know that God rules over Jacob and to the ends of the earth. Selah. They return in the evening. They growl like dogs and prowl around outside the city. They wander around looking for something to eat, 
They refuse to sleep until they are full. As for me, I will sing about your strength. I will praise your loyal love in the morning, for you are my refuge and my place of shelter when I face trouble. You are my source of strength. I will sing praises to you, for God is my refuge, the God who loves me. 1 Samuel chapter 20 through 1 Samuel chapter 21. 1 Samuel chapter 20, beginning at verse 1. Jonathan seeks to protect David. David fled from Naioth in Ramah. He came to Jonathan and asked, What have I done? What is my offense? How have I sinned before your father that he is seeking my life? Jonathan said to him, By no means are you going to die. My father does nothing large or small without making me aware of it. Why would my father hide this matter from me? It just won't happen. Taking an oath, David again said, Your father is very much aware of the fact that I have found favor with you, and he has thought, Don't let Jonathan know about this or he will be upset. But as surely as the Lord lives and you live, there is about one step between me and death. Jonathan replied to David, Tell me what I can do for you. David said to Jonathan, Tomorrow is the new moon, and I am certainly expected to join the king for a meal. You must send me away so I can hide in the field until the third evening from now. If your father happens to miss me, you should say, David urgently requested to let him go to his town Bethlehem, for there is an annual sacrifice there for his entire family. If he should then say, that's fine, then your servant is safe. But if he becomes very angry, be assured that he has decided to harm me. You must be loyal to your servant, for you have made a covenant with your servant in the Lord's name. If I am guilty, you yourself kill me. Why bother taking me to your father? Jonathan said, far be it from you to suggest this. If I were at all aware that my father had decided to harm you, wouldn't I tell you about it? David said to Jonathan, who will tell me if your father answers you harshly? Jonathan said to David, come on, let's go out to the field. When the two of them had gone out into the field, Jonathan said to David, the Lord God of Israel is my witness. I will feel out my father about this time the day after tomorrow. If he is favorably inclined toward David, will I not then send word to you and let you know? But if my father intends to do you harm, may the Lord do all this and more to Jonathan if I don't let you know and send word to you so you can go safely on your way. May the Lord be with you as he was with my father. While I am still alive, extend to me the loyalty of the Lord or else I will die. Don't ever cut off your loyalty to my family, not even when the Lord has cut off every one of David's enemies from the face of the earth and called David's enemies to account. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David. Jonathan once again took an oath with David because he loved him. In fact, Jonathan loved him as much as he did his own life. Jonathan said to him, Tomorrow is the new moon and you will be missed for your seat will be empty. On the third day, you should go down quickly and come to the place where you hid yourself the day this all started. Stay near the stone Ezel. I will shoot three arrows near it as though I were shooting at a target. When I send a boy after them, I will say, go and find the arrows. If I say to the boy, look, the arrows are on this side of you, get them, then come back. For as surely as the Lord lives, you will be safe and there will be no problem. But if I say to the boy, look, the arrows are on the other side of you, then get away. For in that case, the Lord has sent you away. With regard to the matter that you and I discuss, the Lord is the witness between us forever. So David hid in the field 
When the new moon came, the king sat down to eat his meal. The king sat down in his usual place by the wall with Jonathan opposite him and Abner at his side. But David's place was vacant. However, Saul said nothing about it that day, for he thought something has happened to make him ceremonially unclean. Yes, he must be unclean. But the next morning, the second day of the new moon, David's place was still vacant. So Saul said to his son, Jonathan, why has Jesse's son not come to the meal yesterday or today? Jonathan replied to Saul, David urgently requested that he be allowed to go to Bethlehem. He said, permit me to go, for we have a family sacrifice in the town and my brother urged me to be there. So now, if I have found favor with you, let me go to see my brothers. For that reason, he has not come to the king's table. Saul became very angry with Jonathan and said to him, you stupid traitor. Don't I realize that to your own disgrace and to the disgrace of your mother's nakedness, you have chosen this son of Jesse? For as long as the son of Jesse is alive on the earth, you and your kingdom will not be established. Now, send some men and bring him to me, for he is as good as dead. Jonathan responded to his father Saul, Why should he be put to death? What has he done? Then Saul threw his spear at Jonathan in order to strike him down. So Jonathan was convinced that his father had decided to kill David. Jonathan got up from the table enraged. He did not eat any food on that second day of the new moon, for he was upset that his father had humiliated David. The next morning, Jonathan, along with a young servant, went out to the field to meet David. He said to his servant, run, find the arrows that I am about to shoot. As the servant ran, Jonathan shot the arrow beyond him. When the servant came to the place where Jonathan had shot the arrow, Jonathan called out to the servant, isn't the arrow farther beyond you? Jonathan called out to the servant, hurry, go faster. Don't delay. Jonathan's servant retrieved the arrow and came back to his master. Now the servant did not understand any of this. Only Jonathan and David knew what was going on. Then Jonathan gave his equipment to the servant who was with him. He said to him, go, take these things back to the town. When the servant had left, David got up from beside the mound, knelt with his face to the ground and bowed three times. Then they kissed each other and they both wept, especially David. Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, for the two of us have sworn together in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord will be between me and you, and between my descendants and your descendants forever. David goes to Nob. Then David got up and left, while Jonathan went back to the town of Nioth. 1 Samuel chapter 21 David went to Ahimelech, the priest in Nob. Ahimelech was shaking with fear when he met David and said to him, Why are you by yourself with no one accompanying you? David replied to Ahimelech, the priest, The king instructed me to do something, but he said to me, Don't let anyone know the reason I am sending you or the instructions I have given you. I have told my soldiers to wait at a certain place. Now what do you have at your disposal? Give me five loaves of bread or whatever can be found. The priest replied to David, I don't have any ordinary bread at my disposal. Only holy bread is available, and then only if your soldiers have abstained from relations with women. David said to the priest, Certainly women have been kept away from us, just as on previous occasions when I have set out. The soldier's equipment is holy, even on an ordinary journey. How much more so will they be holy today along with their equipment? So the priest gave him holy bread, for there was no bread there other than the bread of the presence. It had been removed from before the Lord in order to replace it with hot bread on the day it had been taken away. One of Saul's servants was there that day, detained before the Lord. His name was Doeg, the Edomite, who was in charge of Saul's shepherds. David said to Ahimelech, Is there no sword or spear here at your disposal? 
I don't have my own sword or equipment in hand due to the urgency of the king's instructions. David goes to Gath. The priest replied, The sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom you struck down in the valley of Elah, is wrapped in the garment behind the ephod. If you wish, take it for yourself. Other than that, there's no sword here. David said, There's nothing like it. Give it to me. So on that day, David arose and fled from Saul. He went to King Achish of Gath. The servants of Achish said to him, Isn't this David the king of the land? Isn't he the one they sing about when they dance, saying, Saul struck down his thousands, but David his tens of thousands? David thought about what they said and was very afraid of King Achish of Gath. He altered his behavior in their presence, since he was in their power. He pretended to be insane, making marks on the doors of the gate and letting his saliva run down his beard. Achish said to his servants, Look at this madman. Why did you bring him to me? Do I have a shortage of fools so that you have brought me this man to display his insanity in front of me? Should this man enter my house? New Testament reading. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 11 through 21. But you, as a person dedicated to God, keep away from all that. Instead, pursue righteousness, godliness, faithfulness, love, endurance, and gentleness. Compete well for the faith and lay hold of that eternal life you are called for and made your good confession for in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you before God who gives life to all things and Christ Jesus who made his good confession before Pontius Pilate to obey this command without fault or failure until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, whose appearing the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords will reveal at the right time. He alone possesses immortality and lives in unapproachable light, whom no human has ever seen or is able to see. To him be honor and eternal power. Amen. Command those who are rich in this world's goods not to be haughty or to set their hope on riches which are uncertain, but on God who richly provides us with all things for our enjoyment. Tell them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous givers, sharing with others. In this way, they will save up a treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the future and so lay hold of what is truly life. Conclusion O Timothy, protect what has been entrusted to you. Avoid the profane chatter and absurdities of so-called knowledge. By professing it, some have strayed from the faith. Grace be with you all. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you, O oh God, for just this beautiful display, O oh God, of, of friendship, O oh Lord God. The covenantal nature, O oh God, of friendship, O oh Lord God. It is the relationship, O oh God, that is eschatological. That is that meaning. Our friendships, oh God, that we have now, that we create now, that we form now, oh God, will carry over into eternity, oh God. There will not be marriage between husbands and wives, oh God, in glory. Only friendships will remain, oh God. Friendships between one another. God, I just pray that you would help, oh Lord God, those who are 
help us show us, oh God, how to be good friends, friends to one another, oh God. And where there has been a rupture in relationship, oh God, where there has been broken fellowship, oh Lord God, uh, a, a broken covenant, oh God, between friends, oh God, I pray for healing. I pray for reconciliation, oh Lord God. I pray for forgiveness, oh Lord God, to flow from one to another, oh God. I pray, oh God, for healthy boundaries as well, oh Lord God. We know that there are f- friendships that are for seasons, oh Lord God. And you know the reasons why that is, oh God. But I just thank you for this display between Jonathan and David of their friendship, oh Lord God, that even just shows, oh God, that our friends are our chosen family, oh God. And, and even the ways that sometimes our own uh, family, blood relatives, oh God, can mean us harm at times, oh Lord God, as we see the ways that um, Saul, oh God, even attempted to harm Jonathan, his own son, oh God. So I just pray, oh Lord God, for those um, who are hurting, oh God, over broken friendships or um, severed ties, oh God, I just pray that you will bring restoration and renewal and that you will bring comfort to those who are grieving uh, the loss of friendships, oh Lord God. And I just pray that we will be found faithful, that gentleness, oh Lord God, will mark our ways, oh God, that you would help us, oh Lord God, to not set our hopes, oh God, on riches, oh Lord God, not to hoard it for ourselves, but that we would be generous, oh Lord God, that we would give to the needy, oh Lord, and that we would store up heavenly treasures for ourselves, oh God, not earthly bounties and earthly treasures, oh God, but if you grant those earthly treasures, would you help us to be generous and to give it away, to give it to those who need it, oh Lord God, knowing, oh God, that we're only stewards, that these riches, and, and, or whether, whether they be small or great, Oh God, whether we have much or little, it all belongs to you at the end of the day. So would you help us to steward it well? Would you help us, oh God, to be led by the Spirit, oh God, with regard to our giving, oh God? And knowing, oh God, that we we will give an account, oh God, for how we have stewarded the treasures that you've given us, oh God. Will there be a return when you ask us to account for these things, oh God? Or or will we suffer loss, oh Lord God? Or or do we bury our treasure, Lord God? Help us. Help us, O God, to be generous in heart, O Lord God. Help us to remain humble, O Lord God, and to avoid useless chatter, O Lord God, and absurdities, O God, and the ways that knowledge can puff up. Not to say that we should not seek knowledge, O God, but help us, O Lord God, to uh, resist, O God, that the pride and the haughtiness that can come along with accumulating knowledge, O God. Be with us and cover us in the blood of the Lamb, O God. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. In Analog Christian, author J. Kim explores how followers of Jesus should respond to the digital age, which inclines us toward discontentment, fragility, and foolishness. He also discusses the theological basis for living in creative resistance to the forces of our day and how Christians can cultivate the contentment, resilience, and wisdom to not only survive, but to thrive in this age. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's promo code T H E. W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag Get in the Word and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints, whatever is honorable, 
whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.